It's time again for your Portland Morning Brew. Casual conversations with business, city, and community leaders and influencers. Get to know your neighbors. News, views, and events all centered around our community. Now, here's your host, Troy Holden. Welcome back to your Portland Morning Brew, brought to you by your Chamber of Commerce and soon to be hopefully some other sponsors as we move along into this. Today we are uh, blessed to have a, a guest with us who is going to be very familiar to a lot of you. Uh, you probably know who he is. You may know him just only as your mayor, but we want you to know him as more than that. And uh, today we want to welcome uh, our mayor, and this is uh, Mike Callis. And Mike, uh, welcome. Just so glad to have you. That's good to be with you, Troy. I appreciate uh, you allowing me to be with you, and uh, uh, good to see this uh, podcast take off and interested to see all that will be coming on for the Chamber. It will be fun, I think, and give uh, giving our community an opportunity to meet and know people uh, that they may know who they are, but they're just not familiar enough to... Uh, you know, you know how that is. You, you live yeah. somewhere and you know a lot of people, but uh, being unafraid to have those conversations is what we're trying to, to really get into. So are you native to this area lifelong, Mike, or, or did you migrate from another part of the county or tell us about that? No, uh, from this area. And so uh, went through all the school systems here in Portland from a, from a little kid all the way through and and so I've been just very fortunate to, to live here in the city of Portland my whole life. And uh, my wife and I, we've been married uh, just last April was 39 years. And so coming up this April will be 40 year anniversary for us. And uh, so fortunate to have our family that's st- still with us uh, in this area. And uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been good. It is hard to beat a small town experience. I, I started out in a small town. It was called Murfreesboro, and it's just not small anymore. It's, not, yeah, it's a little different than what it was when you was a kid. Yes, that's one of the reasons I came up here uh, way back around uh, 1999, and I have been here ever since and love it, um, love the atmosphere. And, and one of the things I always had told other people, this is still a place where when you walk up to a door and there's a young man or young lady there, they'll open that door for you. That's you know, right. you don't get that everywhere, not anymore. Right. So prior to being the mayor, some people may not know what you have done prior to that. Could you kind of fill us in as to how you got to this point? Yeah, just serving in the, on the city council for several years. Uh, you know, we were uh, just kind of praying what next steps ought to be and, and had the thought about uh, maybe running for mayor and, uh, so uh, we we prayed on that for for a, for a long time and thought about that and what that would mean and uh, some of the things that needed to go into doing that in life. Uh, one of the interesting things was I was in uh, serving as a corporate chaplain, and I had told the district director I said, "Hey, I'm I'm running for mayor," and I said, "If I were to win, I said you'll have to have somebody in my place, so I don't want to wait until the election." Mm-hmm. So we need to do that early. And so I trained somebody to take my job and gave them my job um, probably eight months before the election. I said, well, if I don't win, I don't have a job. So I have to, <laughs> to kind of do something else. And and I was pastoring a, a church here locally as well. And uh, so, but the Lord's been very kind to my family and myself. Awesome. 
Awesome. So what's it like, a day in the life as the Portland mayor? What, uh, you know, I know there's different things thrown at you every day, I'm sure. But as far as just an average day, I know you, you deal with a lot of stuff. There's probably uh, different departments and things going on. But what's it, what's it kind of like running the city? Well, the interesting part is that it changes throughout the day and every day. Uh, it's interesting. Some weeks I'm working 65 hours. So some weeks I'm working 45, 50. Um, we operate our own utilities, water, sewer, natural gas, which which is kind of odd for a community our size. When you talk to other communities, they don't usually deal with some of the things that we have to deal with. And so, you know, if you have a break in a water main and you have a thousand or 1,500 people out of water, your whole focus is on that at that moment, right? Uh, we have over 160 full-time employees here in the city of Portland. Uh, so you always have employment issues that are taking place at any given time that uh, we work through. Uh, have meetings with other organizations and other cities, do that on a regular basis that you have to be a part of and be involved in. But day-to-day, -day, oftentimes we're trying to work through issues that we're planning on, things that we want to accomplish, but we have to be flexible enough because situations do change pretty pretty quickly mm -hmm. uh, during the day, any given day, and sometimes into the night and into the weekend and th those things. So it, it keeps you on your toes, uh, no doubt about that. And, and for me, it's hard for me to say I'm going to make a decision on something or sign a piece of paper and not have some knowledge of it. And mm -hmm. so I try to learn as much as I can about sewer plants, water plants, uh, being a police officer or fireman or, or whatever the case may be, because right. I want to have a working knowledge right. of those things. And uh, so th that's good for me because I like learning. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, en I enjoy doing that as well. Yeah, that you know, that uh, hearing you talk about all that, it ties into just like a plant manager somewhere that needs yeah. to know all the operations under his roof. You got to know how does this guy do his welding job? How does this guy load the trucks? You got to know a little about everything. I, right. I can understand what you're saying. A lot of hats to wear, a lot of balls in the air every day. Um, that's something else. It, is the people side uh, one of the most challenging parts as it is everywhere right now? Or Sure. Well, you know, all, all problems are people problems, mm -hmm. right? And uh, so there's always challenges around that. And hiring is tough right now, mm -hmm. uh, as you can imagine. Uh, if you can even get a good pool of applications in and then you start trying to uh, set up interviews, we have a lot of folks that don't even show up for an interview. Mm -hmm. and, and it makes it tough, right? Mm -hmm. And you're, you're looking for not just uh, someone who has some skills, but are a good fit. Right. in an apartment with folks that matters you know how that is when you're Absolutely. you're in that environment you want people to fit well together so we've got a good group of individuals here at the city we've got a, a, a great department head team that are so skilled in their specific areas that it just makes it go a little smoother mm -hmm. on everyone and uh, but yeah hiring folks uh, dealing with employment issues things are always changing you have to be abreast of that especially through we know we just came out of covid we, we still are kind of dealing with some of that mm -hmm. as, you know, if an employee, you know, tests positive or does something. But when you go back to, to 2020 to 2021, a lot of uncertainty. We're, we're, we're trying to manage things. Um, back in the early beginning of COVID in 20, you know, nobody knew really what was going on. And when I say early, I'm talking about in the April, May 
portion mm-hmm. of that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we instituted a little policy here. We broke up all the departments in half. So I needed half the people to stay home and half the people to come to work because at that time we were unsure what we were facing. And, and the way the city is structured, most every department you can see has six, seven, eight, nine people in that department. Now police and fire are different, but even when they work on shifts, you may see five to eight guys on a shift, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, if everybody was to get sick at one time, we wouldn't have anybody available. And so we split the departments up in half weeks. Uh, and uh, we had a kind of a, an on-call situation happening. If the phone rings, I need you to be here in an hour. But just in case something was happening, we even had food brought in to the water treatment plant and those things. Hey, we might have to have you sleep on premises. Mm-hmm. You know, so those were some challenging times for us. But we learned a lot about ourselves. Uh, that what we're capable of and how we can pull together as a team and come through that. And uh, so it's always going to be challenges when you're dealing with employment, no doubt about it. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. The people side in every aspect anymore, business, whether it's running a a city or running a plant or whatever, it's, it's tough right now. Yeah. And, you know, and and people have personal issues, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So, I mean, they've got their work life, but they've got a personal life. That's right. And it's hard to function at a high level in, in your work life if, if things are difficult in your personal life. Maybe there's sickness in the home. You know, you're struggling with some other things. And so we have to be, you know, aware of that and just want to walk alongside w- with folks uh, when they're going through tough times and not throw them away just because right. things are not going well. Because ultimately, we want to see you succeed and do well. And when you succeed, the city succeeds. Right. And loyalty goes such a long way. It's, it's almost a forgotten trade anymore. But that's uh, right. Loyalty to a company or to the city. And then that loyalty coming back means a lot. Uh, that's it's, right. It's very rewarding to have that. And speaking of rewarding, what what is one of the most rewarding factors of doing what you do? Man, seeing projects uh, get completed and moving forward, things that you've put your your time and energy into. It's so rewarding when you when you see something take place and and you've done the the hard work of understanding it and saying, we have made progress here or we've seen a breakthrough there. And but it's rewarding, especially, you know, when you when you live in a community, you you want the best for that community. Because see as long as the community is doing well, we're all doing well. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And Portland's a great place to be. And I say that all the time, but it truly is a great place to be. And But just seeing the work on those projects and seeing them completed, uh, that brings so much to me, energy to me to keep going to the next project. And also the other part, and it goes back to the personnel thing we're talking about. I love to see people excel and grow individually, uh, see people to achieve and do things. And uh, I, we have a, we have a staff meeting every Monday morning. And all the department heads and we gather and I, and I started doing that the first Monday in office and we do that weekly. And I just want you to tell me what's been going on. What do you think is going on this week? But also just to have a time to just to kind of some camaraderie and, and just to kind of build some friendships there. Mm-hmm. But to see these guys work on projects and they have such a heart for what they're doing in this community. And, and I know not everybody sees that. But if they could just get a glimpse sometimes of how hard they are digging into something because they really want to see it work well, that's rewarding, too, to see them achieve something. And uh, 
So it's fun. It's fun when, when things are moving the way that we had planned for them to. It's fun. Now, it's a little stressful, Troy. <laughs> it's a little stressful now when, when they don't move in the direction you had planned. So sure. that's going to play both sides of it, right? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Portland is a uh, very progressive with industry. There's a lot of variable industry here. And, of course, proximity to I-65, uh, I'm sure the at one time better better than now uh, the availability of employment people willing to work yeah. and work hard I know that's changed somewhat I I even saw that the last few years you know that that I was involved in in industry but what continues to make us an attraction uh, an attractive place for these places to be I, I think it's twofold uh, one accessibility to I-65. Uh, also, 109 now has become the connecting corridor that connects I-40 to I-65, which is big, and they're trying to finish out that particular project. A lot of it's been done. You know, they're going to be uh, coming through with the bypass around town, uh, uh, finishing up 109 through here. We opened up exit 121 uh, right at Thanksgiving in 2019. That proximity to Nashville is really a draw for industry here. Mm-hmm. especially right at the state line as well. Uh, we have one industrial park there at exit 121. It, during its peak, it employs 6,000 people at that one park. We're a community of 13,000. So when you drive out to these places and you just drive around and look at the parking lots, you'll see license plates from several counties away. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, there's a draw out there. People are coming in to work. No doubt about that. Uh, so, but it is advantageous to be by the interstate for these companies who can put their goods on a truck and jump on the interstate and go and think about it. Where we're where we're located here, you can reach probably fifty percent of the population of the United States within eight hours. Right. Because we're the densest from the Mississippi over to the East coast than anywhere else, right. In the United States. And so, uh, I-65 and I-40 are major corridors, uh, through Tennessee and other parts. And, uh, so people seek that out We're we've got new development coming on right now, uh, out at the industrial park. Uh, we've got some uh, new development getting close to, I think, signing on the dotted line as it were to start. There's still several hundreds of acres out there at that industrial park now that mm-hmm. uh, is available and people are constantly coming and asking about that. And But you mentioned something I think is vital. It is diverse. And so all of our eggs are not in one basket in the city of Portland, and that's important. Mm-hmm. Now, when things are going well and, and looks perfect, everybody's glad if all that's in their community is automotive. Mm-hmm. But when the automotive industry takes a turn and you can't get chips or you can't get parts and people don't know what's happening next and that industry shuts down or the economy's so bad that nobody's buying cars well then your community's going to suffer if it was built all around one industry but we have medical we have automotive we have other metal stamping we we, we have a place out here that makes hangers and they, they were a vital part of our community especially during covid and helping us and so it is so diverse that that's good for us because usually during downturns of economy, 
not all of those places will suffer at one time, and that, that helps our, lo- our local community. Yep, great point, great point. You mentioned uh, the completion of 109 and coming through town. Is there a timeline already together for that, or, or is that we still thought it would be done. Books? Yeah, we thought it would be done 10 years ago, and uh, so uh, the timeline's probably behind right now. <laughs> point. But what they're fixing to do, actually, and so I think it's August the 25th of this month, they're going to be doing a community meeting at the Portland High School, and it's to show their right-of-way purchasing plan. Uh-uh. So as I've been saying for years, it's real when they purchase property. Right. And, you right. know, they can design for years and all those things. But when they start purchasing property, you're going to see it. So legs, we have two legs on this project, southern leg and a northern leg. The northern legs, priority one, is from 52 to exit 121 at the interstate as it would work its way there to just north of town on 109. And then the southern leg will go from 52 and it will go south of town and come back out on 109. Uh, so we're looking forward to having that project that will allow a lot of the semi truck, uh, traffic to go around town. Mm-hmm. As you well know, right in the center of town, right here, where I'm sitting up here by main street is the most narrowest point of one Oh nine. Right. So the lanes are smaller. There's no shoulders. It's a safety issue. So we're looking forward to this project to really, if they start buying the property, uh, hopefully we'll see construction, uh, within, you know, two years, maybe we'll That's see. Awesome. And I would assume, and this is just, you know, looking at how growth always happens when that happens, we're going to see another spurt. It's, it's possible because that land where that bypass is going through West of town, there's not a lot of access to some of it. Mm-hmm. And so when it goes through that particular area, now what will drive that is, as you know, uh, will be utilities. And so if utilities are made available in certain areas, that's where you'll, you'll see growth through there. Right. But the, the key will be to get that traffic around. Cause as you remember, when they killed 840 around Nashville, they made 109 in effect 840. And so if you're traveling on, if you're coming from the North South, instead of going through Nashville, the idea is to get you off at exit 121 and carry you all the way through 109 and then put you back on 40 again mm-hmm. so you can avoid any of those areas well that means you're driving right through the middle of portland that means you go down to gallatin and you're heading down toward lebanon and mm-hmm. it gets congested it gets difficult even in the mm-hmm. city of portland at times during the day we have semi trucks nose to tail right now right yeah. now right and uh, we need the bypass no doubt about it Yep, no doubt. It has really, really changed, like you said, in the last 10 years, uh, driving through the middle of town. Big, big, big change. Um, And, and, you know, the difference, too, thank goodness, is that wonderful four-lane from here down to Gallatin, when that was finished, what, 10, over 10 years ago. What a big change that Changing the ridge was Mm -hmm. night and day. If you remember the old ridge, you know, that thing would be... Uh, shut down anytime it snowed because the car would be sideways or couldn't right. get up it. So building that ridge was a real big blessing for everybody. Yes. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So many things going on in the future. Such a busy thing uh, uh, that you're dealing with. Wow. And a lot of people sit back and they think small town mayor, they can't have that much to do. It can't be that hard. And right. I'm glad we're opening all this up to where people can yeah. see this is not the easiest thing to do. This is a really right. tough 
tough position and you had to really like you said you t you took this in prayer you took this very seriously this was a huge thing to do and the hours you have to put in and uh, I for one am very appreciative of what you do I have a lot of respect for what you do and uh, and I hope others that hear this now kind of know it's not a figurehead position it's really not this is a very tough job to have so uh, I really just want to convey, you know, my appreciation. I'm glad you're here. I don't live in the city anymore. I live outside the city. I lived over in Lioncrest for years, but Portland is still Portland. It's home. I've yeah. worked in Portland the last 20 years, and it's it's been home, and it always will be. Um, I claim it probably more than I claim Murfreesboro anymore because I just I don't even like to go back down there anymore. I'll go see my mom, but but it's not my favorite place to go. Yeah, Mike, how about some closing words for us uh, out here to encourage our folks in, in the city and our people in the chamber that are in business to get more involved with things and and to uh, be a part of this community. Don't just be here, but be a part. That's right. And I'll say this, we can look around us and if we focus on the problems, we're going to find plenty of them. But when I look around, I realize that this community is blessed. This is a great place to be, great opportunities. I, I just went to a ribbon cutting the other day, and, and I was telling those folks, they, they were worried. They took a chance. They moved here from Illinois and started a business. And I said, let me share something with you about Portland. You get involved, and it will pay off for you. Absolutely. Folks will accept you and uh, take you in and you'll be a part of this community in no time. And that's what this place has to offer is a sense of community. So dig into that, find a place of service, get involved, volunteer, be a part of what's happening here. And remember our small businesses, everybody goes to them when they have a need, when they wanna support a little league team or something like that, but they need your support to go and purchase from them, have a meal, buy mm -hmm. a product, be there locally. When you do that locally, that money stays local. And it makes a big difference to them, to their families, because most of these small businesses, they live here locally. Mm -hmm. And so get involved. You'll, you'll never be uh, uh, wrong when you do that. And there'll be a blessing to everybody because Portland is a great place to be. Absolutely. Mike, thank you so much for your time. I'm, I'm glad that people are going to get to know you just a little better and hear a little more about you and your family. And uh, best of luck to you. And I'm sure that if this podcast prevails, you will be back. We'll have other things to talk about. But thanks well, thank so much you, for Troy. being with us today. Appreciate you doing this as well. I look forward to hearing all of them. This was the Portland Morning Brew with Troy Holden. If you'd like to be a guest, reach out to the Portland Chamber of Commerce. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Be sure and visit the Chamber's Facebook page for more information. Thanks for listening, and join us again soon.